Welcome back to the Checkpoint Reach podcast. I'm your host, Luke Eldon, and I'm joined by my fellow gamers and friends, Sud. Hi there, Luke. I'm Perks. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? No, not bad, yeah. It's a nice sunny day today, isn't it, in, uh, where we live, so really that's is. always good. The weather is finally it's nice. taking a it's nice turn. It is. It's still yeah. cold inside. Like, looks yeah, good this not, evening. It looks warm, nice, but... but in reality, nah, not really. Yeah, the and sun, you're... sun... You're enjoying it, Perks, because you're not a sun man. So. Not a sun nah, man. I'm not a sun man. No, he he's not man. Make me that he's the rain man. Rain man, Perks. <laughs> he is. Um, unfortunately, I will say we're not joined by Matty this week. But as they do say, the show must go on. And I'm sure he'll be listening. So Too busy in the pub. Yeah, big game for him. United fan. So come on, Barcelona. <laughs> as you can tell, I'm not a United fan. Anyway, before we get started, remember to subscribe to our channel for more gaming content each week and give this video a like as it'll help the channel to grow. So our first topic of the day is uh, Randy Pitchford responds to Borderland review bombers. Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford has offered his take on the flood of negative Steam user reviews being posted on Borderlands games, which occur- occurred sorry, in the wake of Borderlands 3 being announced as an Epic Games Store exclusive. In response to Gearbox developer Scott Velasquez on Twitter, Randy Pitchford said, Ironically, this misuse is possible that Steam has no interest in correcting this misuse makes me kind of happy about 2K's decision and makes me want to reconsider Gearbox publishing current posture on the platform. The review bombing campaign is targeting Borderlands 1, 2 and the pre-sequel reviews, reviewers voicing their displeasure over the over 2K's decision. What are our thoughts on this? I mean, this seems to be a current trend, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, a, very, a bit strange, a bit of a strange response, I think, from uh, from Randy Pitchford to me. I think... Uh, Randy Pitchford, he's a, he's a, as we know him. Yeah, as Marty likes to call him. <laughs> um, but it's a bit of a strange response. He's just, to me, he just he's just alienating fans. It's silly, really. You know, I don't know why you'd want to do this. You know, Steam's user base, as we all know, is you know dwarfs the user base of other similar services like the Epic Game Store. So, you know, these comments saying about how oh, you know, he's so glad it makes him. Did he, what did he say? It makes him more glad that the uh, the decision the two K decided. Yeah, he said it makes me kind of yeah. happy about two K. Kind of happy that they went with Epic, but I just think that's a bit of a silly comment. Why would you say that? You just uh, I, I don't get it. I really don't understand them comments at all. I mean, I understand that they're probably not happy, of course, with you know their reviews, you know, the review bombing, which no, you know, no one would be happy with that. But what do they? What did they expect? Did they think people were just going to be like, yeah, all right, whatever, we don't care? Like, no, people are going to be annoyed and angry. Like, this, you get backlash for decisions like this. Unfortunately, this is the you know industry we we work in. If you make an unpopular decision, you're going to get backlash. It's just like any other field in life. So. Mm-hmm. I don't quite understand what more what he would have expected, to be honest. Well, we're not really PC gamers, are we? But no, from we're not. from what we can tell from the news that we keep seeing each week, basically PC gamers are very unhappy with the Epic Game Store exclusivity deals. Or exclusive yeah, they deals, don't seem so... happy. <laughs> it's just That's adds to sure. it. It's a current trend with people See, review bombing as a result. I don't actually mind though. I don't mind the fact that two K have decided to go with this deal. It's that's up to them. If they think it makes financial sense, then you go with that. 
What annoys me is when you get like Randy Pitchford coming out and saying, "Well, you know, you, it's a disgrace that our, you know, scores are being bombed and stuff like this." On it's like, what do you expect? Like, what did you expect? Like, this is what you have to expect. You know, you have to expect a bit of rough with the smooth, don't you? You know, mm. it's not going to be all swimmingly perfect when you make a decision like this. It's they should have just ignored it. Why They're always going to to me. They should have just ignored it. Why not just ignore it? Just ignore it, and then nothing gets said. Then you've not, you know. Because all people are going to do now is attack Randy Pitchford and attack. They're probably going to make it even worse. Doesn't he have a tendency Silly. to do this though? Yeah, he is renowned <laughs> for being a bit outspoken and things like that with things yeah. like this. But it's just not helping at all for me. It's no surprise though, really, that he's followed on. I mean, last week he came under a lot of criticism, and the week before, really, when it was announced that Borderlands Three was going to be an, an Epic Store exclusive for a short period of time, anyway. Well, relatively short period of time. He's um, he he didn't speak out in in object of that. He was quite supportive of it, and straight away people were responding to the to the YouTube channel and and the the stream uh, live chat saying so. There's no opposition to this. Then he's actually quite okay with it. And the the consensus was that yeah, that that's pretty much it. He's he's happy for it to go in that direction. So to see him follow up what happened at, at the time of that deal's announcement with this, it's no real surprise. I think I'd probably do the same if I was in his position. I mean, he's made his bed and now he's going to sort of lay in it. So I don't really have an issue with it. Would you I... antagonize them though, by saying you, this makes you happy that you went with let uh, 2K went with Epic games. I guess he's just not taking it lying down and he's showing a bit of fight and to be honest i don't mind that it, it's a bit of controversy for us and and i'm okay with it i i much prefer a response like this than a than a generic sort of pr happy response that just <clears throat> takes all the boxes i'm I'm quite okay when people are outspoken in this fashion what i would like argue against that is how does that help 2k and how does that help borderlands his comments i mean the the reviews are gonna get pulled anyway so it, no, but it, I just mean in general, it doesn't help the game, does it? it does, him coming out and saying it just antagonizes more fans that might go, well, I'm not buying the game now. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I, no, I don't think anyone's actually going to do that. It, it's the no, same. No, they might as... not, but it's not good, is it? It's not a good look. It's not a good look for 2K, and it's not a good look for him. So, or the game, frankly. I don't, I really disagree. Like, I don't think this is a big deal. Like, it, it's just a guy voicing his opinion. It's not like he speaks for the entire companies or, you know, 2K or Epic or Steam. He, he's just a guy like he can have an opinion yeah to but me, he is the ceo of uh, yeah, gearbox is, exactly. so he is yeah, the voice of that company so. yeah but he yes. doesn't speak what i'm saying is he doesn't speak for like every single person that works there he doesn't speak for everybody that that runs platforms like steam and and, and the epic store so no. no but people do judge these but figureheads no one's, no one's gonna boycott the game because randy pitchford's outspoken that's no but they'll boycott the game because maybe of this deal but because which is a big thing, and you know, I've said before, I don't have a problem with you know two K going with the epic if that's what they think. But then they can't moan uh, if their sales are lower because of all this. They can't have any complaints because you made they've made that decision. Then you know mm, the initial sales may be lower because people will, will refuse to go over yeah. in the first sort of six months, and then obviously when it when it does release on other clients, then people will pick it up then. But I think the the long term, what we would perceive to be a successful game, it, it's still going to be that way. I, I don't 
I really don't think it's it's going to negatively affect things in any way, shape, or form. More people may may well hate on Randy Pitchford in particular and say that two K are, are a disgrace and, and all that kind of thing. But generally speaking, the, these things are just words. We've seen it for time and time again. People say the same thing about EA and FIFA. It gets review bombed every single year. You look at the Xbox Store. People say they'd rather have cancer than pay for this game. It, people do the same thing all the time, and then sure enough, the game launches, they buy it. So, yeah, that me, does happen more often than not. No big deal, and yeah, I I just like it. it it's different. It's not like I said, a generic PR happy response. Um, me as a gamer, as a consumer, I'm even okay with that. Maybe I'd feel differently if if I was a PC main, but. Well, yeah, that's not. the thing. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, personally, I don't think any of us actually really care because it's like... No, it doesn't you know, affect us. It doesn't affect us because we're going to buy the game if we get it on Xbox. So, it, you know, it, it, this whole deal with the Epic Store and people getting mad, it doesn't actually affect us. But I can understand from someone that plays Steam a lot and has, you know, invested tons of money, thousands of pounds some people have invested into this store, you know, and they've got all their friends there and things like that. I can understand why some of them would get annoyed with this sort of deal happening. Um, you know, and if they if they don't want to buy the game on the Epic Store, that's their choice, I suppose, isn't it? But see, I'm somewhere in between with it all. Like, I, mm. um, I can see the business sense, yeah, and I can obviously see the consumer sense and the gamers mm. themselves. Um, that's why, obviously, that's why I'm on the fence. It's the same with the comments. Like, I know you say one guy's voice doesn't speak for the whole company, but at the end of the day, he represents the company. He's a CEO, and people mm. will judge the company on his words. So, I mean, I I don't mind his comments, really, but sometimes I think, is it worth antagonizing? Look, I'm not saying he can't come out and make these Of course he can. He can say what he wants, really, you know, within reason. I mean, if... I don't actually, it's not really the comments. It's more per se him moaning about the backlash. It's like as if he's saying, like, this shouldn't be allowed or something, which is like, well, you know, that's no. <laughs> if people want to, you, you have know, to expect the backlash. It, yeah, well, what did you expect? You can't expect people to just be like, yeah, but okay, we accept it. Like, that's what annoys me most a lot of the comments, I think. Well, his, his biggest problem wasn't with people, it was with Steam as a, as a well, client yeah. that they have the review system that obviously the Epic Store doesn't have, controversially. But his his point is pretty much that. It's the fact that people can just go on it and, and misuse it in the way that they are doing. Because, <laughs> let, let's be very fair here, Like it, it's not being used properly. People are just tanking the reviews because they don't uh, agree I... with 2K's strategy of, of going yeah. with Epic. I... So it's, well, in that sense, that makes sense. On the review side of it, what I think they could do better... And this isn't just on Steam. I think this is on Xbox and PlayStation because I think you actually alluded to it a little bit yourself, folks, where you say, you know, people review Bomb FIFA and stuff like that on maybe the Xbox store. And it's like, I do think a lot of the time you should only, I personally think you should only be able to review a game if you have the game. There should be some system that where you can only review it if, you know, the Xbox recognizes you've played it. Because I think a lot of the time people don't even play the game and say, like, oh, it's rubbish, one out of five. And it's like, well, you haven't even played it. Just to cut so, in there, that is actually the case now on the Xbox store, the Microsoft Have store. they changed it now so on the Xbox store? You I, do I have can't to speak for Steam because I don't use it anywhere near it. Right. So I, I don't know if, if that's a thing. But from a Microsoft perspective, it, it does actually give you a, a message now, a prompt that says you can yeah. only comment or review this game if you own it, something See, like that. See, that's good. And I think that's something, I, like I said, I'm not 100%. If Steam doesn't have it, I think it should have it. I think all platforms should have that because 
you know, it's the same with Metacritic, isn't it? You can't, I mean, there's nothing you can do about the Metacritic one. You see no. things like FIFA and it's like a user score of 1.8 and it's like, well, clearly <laughs> the game is not a 1.8 out of 10, is it? Some you know, this is silly. <laughs> yeah, well, some people would argue maybe, but, you know, realistically. And it's like Call of Duty, the latest Call of Duty gets like a 2.5 every year and it's like, it's silly really, isn't to it? To be honest, though, this happens across different industries as well. It I mean, does. Just look Movies. at the controversy, yeah, with uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, true. That is true, I mean. And uh, I think was it is the Last Jedi as well. It's got a really low user yeah, score. Last Jedi. I mean, that right, to be fair, so I actually think that deserves yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. That <laughs> that's that's not, not a review bomb. That's a no, film that's bomb. I, I would give it like a two out of ten. To be honest, personally, but this does happen, like you said, Luke, across the board. And I just don't think it's something you're ever going to properly solve. Is it? You're never going to no. get people to stop moaning or stop, you know, being annoyed at things. So. Yeah, like his his issue again. It's with Steam as a client for allowing people to do this. So unfortunately, he's going to antagonize people by criticizing Steam. He's not criticizing yeah. people, but the argument the other way would be that, um, censorship, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. See, this is the problem, people. So that's it's... why it's getting tricky. This is a fine balance, isn't it? This is, and this again is an issue across in life now, isn't it? Really, not just in video games. The whole censorship debate and. But it, you've got to find, try and find a balance, but it's really hard sometimes. I Yeah, I think this is a case where it's extremely hard as well. Yeah, I just think the funny thing is, and, and people may disagree with me on this, but I'd be quite confident in my bottom dollar on this, if you like, is that the people who are actually review bombing the Borderlands games on Steam right now are the same people that are actually going to end up buying Borderlands. Yeah, but <laughs> that's because they're big fans of the game, though, isn't it? Like a lot, of, you know, a lot of people they get mad. The only reason they get mad if you didn't care about. The, the game you wouldn't even review bomb because it's like who cares i don't care about yeah. the game anyway it's only people that are like oh I'm, I'm a massive fan but i'm so angry at this decision you know and then they go oh i'm not buying the game and then they go oh it looks good though so i'll buy it actually like a month later it's i guess it's a, buy the game. i guess it's a little bit of a catch-22 though like these guys or people um could be unhappy you know borderlands they can't they can't get it because now it's on epic games it's exclusive but they stay quiet they don't say anything and then mm. it happens and then yeah. people say well why didn't you kick up a fuss True. so then they kick up a fuss this way and people are like well don't do it that way but which way are they meant <laughs> to do it you know they got his yeah. attention exactly so it did work didn't it technically you know and it won't just be him they'll have got 2k's attention with it as well you know, it's yeah, not and, just... and the client's attention, yeah. attention as well, definitely. I mean, if they if they perform this in the way of everybody coming at Pitchford with pitchforks on Twitter, then he could have just ignored them all. So, no big. Fortunately, he does have a name as well that yeah. resembles a you know pitchfork. So it's like it's just the ultimate person to get mad at, isn't he? Really? Exactly. But so. look, they've done it in a way that can be recognised because it it's actually going to affect directly what what people see and, and how the game's represented even though that's completely false it's there and it can't be hidden whereas you can just block people on social media so true i understand why people are doing it i just like i said that they're going to be the same people who buy borderlands 3 on day one even if they're on the epic store doing so and yeah. i'm quite confident about that well i was actually going to ask do you think this will affect any long-term sales of this game Potentially. No, I, on the I, PC. On the PC, potentially, I think. Not on just, consoles. No, man, I don't see it. Yeah. Long term sales, like possibly short term. I think it's possible. Possibly day one, possibly in the first week or month when people are trying to pretend that they're stubborn and they're not going to do it. And then they'll do it anyway. Long term, it's going to be fine. Yeah, I but probably should have said short term yeah. rather than long term. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, puts a lot of sales, you know, as we all know, are done short. You know, a lot of the sales of the game are in the first month or so. 
So that, 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 I think that's the problem they're going to have in terms of, you know, they might think the same as you, oh, they'll get it eventually. But most of the sales are in the first month. So if they have low sales on PC in the first month, that's going to be hard to recover. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible to recover. And like we said, this might have all blown over by September 13th anyway. You know, people by then might have forgot about all this and buy the game anyway. And we don't know what other... I, I, this isn't going to be the only story we hear in the next few months about Epic Games Store versus Steam, is it? So there's going to be other no, things that probably overshadow this game. Late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So It's going to keep rolling with other games as well. I this thought, is obviously just a yeah. real prominent one. But I think, look, even if, it, even if it did, even if people were way more stubborn than I give them credit for and they did hold out in the short term... When the game launches on Steam, they're going to buy it then. So yeah. they're just going to have another influx of sales down the line and they're going to be really happy about that, even if the initial ones don't do so great because of it. So in and, the end, it kind of ends the same way. And to be fair as well, I think overall with Borderlands 3, I, I do think the game's going to sell pretty well. You can kind of tell sometimes with the interest. There's been a lot of interest with this game since the trailers come out and stuff. And I think it's... I don't think they're going to struggle anyway to sell on console or PC, really. Yeah, I think I think it will sell pretty well as well. I don't think it will be in much danger of that. Anyway, moving on to topic number two, which is uh, Dragon Age 4 is reportedly influenced by a cancelled Dragon Age project. The upcoming fourth entry into Bioware's Dragon Age series was reportedly rebooted in 2017 and is allegedly influenced by a cancelled Dragon Age project the studio had been working on since 2015. Kotaku reports that the current version of Dragon Age 4 began development under the codename Morrison, while the cancelled project was known by the codename Joplin. Morrison is reportedly being made on Anthem's tools and code base and is planned to have a live service component. Some Bioware developers allegedly said it's possible a Dragon Age game built on Anthem's code base could have an offline structure. However, it appears the game will likely be an online only, but could largely still be experienced by a single player. Uh, what are our thoughts on this? I mean, well, uh, I just just that, yeah. I, I I would I know you sigh there a little bit, Luke, but I would just say that that part where they say about online only, I don't think that means it's going to be some sort of like online only Dragon Age. I think what it means is, is that you'll have to be online to play it. But it'll be a single player game. I'm pretty confident about that. You know, we've seen this in the past with games where on the box it says requires internet, but then you can't, there's actually just a single player game in there. You know. It's just yeah. that you have to be connected to their servers, basically, to play the game, which isn't going to be a problem for most people nowadays. You know, I think 98, 99% of everyone plays their games online, don't they? On Xbox Live, PSN, or at least connected PC. to it. Yeah, 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 connected to something. So I think I, I think that's one worry I would... I, well, I wouldn't be worried about that because I'm pretty confident about that. Now, the game probably will have some sort of... I wouldn't be surprised if they shoehorn in some sort of multiplayer component because they did it with Inquisition. Uh, I don't think I had much success, but we'll see how that goes. Did you guys um, play that? I didn't. I didn't, no. no. I didn't have any interest in playing the online. I tried. It didn't really no. let me do it when the game no. first launched, but I didn't even try after that because Dragon Age is a single-player game and yeah. always will be for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think same. it's important to say that Casey Hudson did actually tweet about this, saying that the live thing, in inverted commas, is basically just designing a game for continued storytelling after the mm. main story so I, I guess that's the the live team that work on dlcs and stuff going forward i, I think it'll be but, can i just interject there but i think it'll be similar to how assassin's i don't know if you used maybe you used to don't know much you don't play the game but the way assassin's creed Odyssey does it now that's technically a live service game but that is only a single player game but what they do is they can like add missions in when they want 
Yeah. Like into the world, you know, not but not as DLC packs. It's more like, oh, we've added this new mission that you can try. Or that's, I think that's probably the way they're going to go with it. That, yeah. I think that's probably a good idea. I, yeah. I'm also of the opinion that uh, Casey Hudson's not being particularly honest about it just means continued storytelling. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked to see some kind of in-game monetization with regards yeah. customization mm-hmm. or something like that depending on what lines they want to go down i don't think they'll blur them too much though because of the backlash we've seen left right and center with games i was just gonna that. say the last thing that mm. bioware need as well is more right yeah, that's so i Unless think really it's gonna, it, it will have something like that i just don't think it's going to be very prominent and it may well go very well under the radar until the game's in sort of full flow in, in terms of the the, the hype and everything that it will get when it's coming out. So I'm happy that they're talking about live storytelling. I just don't think it stops there. No. I think um, as well, just going back to obviously the original point of the article um, about, you know, that they're using some of the things from the original project. Uh, this kind of ties back to what we were talking about last week, doesn't it? With the, uh, with the Anthem stuff, uh, with the development, because, you know, as we know, it seems as if there was a lot of developers working on Dragon Age, which we assume was this console project. Um, well, we know they, that now. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah we do. And they, they, were, they shifted over to Anthem. So that could be a good thing because a lot of people in the interview say, don't they, that Dragon Age was onto something really good with the original concept. So hopefully that means that they can re, sort of regain that for this new project, you know, um, right. which is obviously what we want, really, isn't it? That's, that's the best outcome. Yeah, so when I first read the article, I jumped to conclusions a little bit, and I thought that they're revisiting Joplin, which was referenced last week in the Kotaku article that was shut down in in favor of focusing on Anthem. And when you read that, you think, well, so they're revisiting a project that was canned initially, and it has negative connotations, but it wasn't canned because it was necessarily bad. It was just canned because Anthem was so so much sort of suffering in in its development. So if they had a good concept and if they had really good ideas why not re- reignite it and, and go back to the forge with that and not to you know pun too much on anthem but <laughs> will yeah, they be given I... the chance to reignite it though <laughs> <laughs> probably i i think i made the prediction last week that we would see dragon age 4 and regardless of whether that's ea sort of overseeing it mm-hmm. or, or coming to the fore with with the publishing rights then I'm not sure, but I do think Dragon Age 4 will see the light of day in, in whichever way it does get there. I hope so. It's a great series. It is. Um, and I think as well, just on a broader point with Dragon Age 4, I think it's just good to see articles about the game actually existing because the more time goes on and the more you don't hear about a certain game, the more it makes you worried. And I think the good sign for me is that Dragon Age is being talked about quite a lot now. Now that Anthem's out of the way, now it's been launched, we're getting more and more articles on Dragon Age, which I think is a good sign that maybe things are on track and the game will come out. Um, and I also think that maybe, you know, with the whole Anthem thing where, you know, Dragon Age people had to go across to Anthem, maybe this was the plan all along that they would eventually go back to Dragon Age. Maybe it was sort of a, I don't know what you want to call it. Like I, I, I was trying to think, think we could so like they sort of loan them from to go to Anthem and now they're sort of going back, if that makes well, sense. Well, to be honest, yeah, this this does seem the case because yeah. um, they're passing on Anthem to uh, EA in, where is it again? 
Oh, which EA was it? Uh, um, uh, Bioware, sorry. Bioware sorry. in... Not, oh Austin? My God. Austin, that's it. Austin, Bioware in yeah. Austin. And yeah. Edmonton is actually focusing on Dragon Age 4. Yeah, because Edmonton's sort of the, ma- like, the well, main... The, the yeah, top dog, according to that article. Yeah, the, the A-, A team. <laughs> the, A- the, A- the arrogant team, maybe. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. that seems to suit from but, the article uh, last week. Hey, I don't mind if, if they make a great Dragon Age game. They can be as arrogant as they want. So, as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, yeah, like you said, that does seem to be maybe the plan now, which mm-hmm. I think makes sense, doesn't it? I think that makes complete sense, really. Because hopefully it'll make Anthem a better game, you know, from that point of view. Because it's the team that maybe, you know, knew more about the online stuff, the Old Republic, and Edmonton can focus on what they do best, and that's making great single-player games. Yeah, Anthem may well become a better game, but no one's going to see it because it's long time <laughs> dead. Yeah. I think for focusing on Dragon Age, which is way more important right now, is that it's being built on the same code base and tools that were, that was basically built from the ground up for, for Anthem. So they haven't got to start from scratch again with this. And they don't have to worry about all the unexpected problems that they ran into with Anthem's development because they're already aware of that. And they understand now, or at least I hope they do, the limitations and the restrictions that they have with that software. So theoretically, they've already made those mistakes in one development. They've learned from them. And so Dragon Age 4 should be a lot smoother going on that basis. Mm. I was going to say, yeah. But they were meant to have learned from that with Dragon Age Inquisition. True. And then when they went into Anthem, they had similar development issues. Yeah, Mm. but I do think this time it's a bit different. I think because, like you said, they've got the complete structure there with Anthem and they've said basically they're going off, you know, the structure of it. So I think that means, you know, along with what Perks has said, that we should be expecting this game won't, you know, it's not going to be six, seven years out. You know, I'd have thought maybe two years, maybe two, two and a half years out, something like that, maybe end of 2021. My biggest worry, though, would be the lack of direction. I mean, they had a lack of direction for Anthem, which was basically the major problem, wasn't it, with that? Well, Casey Hudson's back at the helm, though. Well, that's that's one... At least for now. Yeah, Yeah, because he left during Anthem. Yeah, yeah. If he stays all the way, I'd be pretty confident the game's going to be good. If there's more problems where he ends up leaving, then, yeah, that's when you start worrying. But I I would say it's a good sign. I want them to prove me wrong, but I've just started having doubts now with Bioware since Anthem. I mean, uh, let's be honest. I, I think we all said it last week. This game is, this is everything now. If they don't get like, I know we said Lantern might, but I think this is their real, real last chance now. This is it. If this Dragon Age is poor, or like Andromeda, then they could be done. That could be it. Um, it does feel like a boxer on the ropes, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, it's like, but the you know, a championship boxer, and you know, he's kind of, he's kind of getting a bit weaker but he's got one more fight in him can he like you know win the last fight and stuff that's what it feels like doesn't it with bioware at the minute like they're really sort of on the ropes so it's either you win or you retire sort of thing and it feels like that with bioware so we'll mm, see re- retire might be putting it nicely it's more like oh. out to pasture taking well, that around to... the back of the shed and having their heads blown <laughs> like off. like old yellow yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we all know that story yeah. but i mean reading into the article a little bit more what they've really come together with in terms of a conception and i'm sure this could change over time is that it's going to be a a smaller game than inquisition itself but with that it's allowing them to focus more on and this is an inverted commas hugely reactive to your actions with there being choices and consequences of plenty is mm. is one that's a good cool. sign thing that's, that's a good there. sign though because... Which is also something that was said about Anthem in yeah. mm. in terms of Fort Tarsus, but it, it could just be a 
Hot they can't make a game a as dead nonsense. as that. No. They can't make a game as dead as Fort Tarsus, surely to God. I do, <laughs> I do wonder why. I wonder if they've said that though in response to Andromeda got a lot of criticism, didn't it, for the lack of choice in terms of the dialogue yeah. option things like that. I wonder if that's in response to that. And just with Andromeda, do you remember, Sud and Perks? Sorry, yeah. you both played it when you first initially drop onto a planet, and it's like, do you want to build a science base or a military base? And I thought, right. oh wow, this is really going to affect, you know yeah. impact the game going and it forward. Makes no difference. No difference. No. You get to talk no, to a different person. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And we saw that similar with Anthem. I mean, even worse with Anthem, wasn't it? Where it was literally even less style. It was just like basically a choice between nothing or nothing. <laughs> Pretty so, much, yeah. You know, um, so, so hopefully they fix that because I think we want to go back to the Mass Effect one, two, and three sort of dialogue options, don't we? Really? Yeah, definitely. And Pooch, you said so. This is going to be a shorter game than Inquisition. Well, that's what we're led to believe. But if we if we believe what we read, that is that it's supposed to be shorter than Inquisition, basically to get rid of the fetch quests and it's very I mean, bloated that's... Inquisition. So that actually might be a good thing. Yeah, and when I think about it, bigger isn't always better in games no. like this. I've said it before, and an anthem really is it's incredibly vast, and there's nothing in it. it. It's a vast emptiness. So condensing the overall game and having it more full of life is something that really appeals to me. I would be happy to have much less quests in the game if it meant that all of the boring fetch quests like killing spiders in a cave or picking mm. up herbs for this yeah. potion or that were replaced by actual sophisticated quests and dialogue that led to developments in characters and, and storylines and environments well, and locations. That sounds good to me. One uh, game they can look at is The Witcher because that that's the, that's the sort of thing they should be going for. They should look at The Witcher. Now, it's controversial, isn't it? Because we've heard the whole... Oh, you know, Anthem, we can't look at Destiny and see what they're doing, right? But in this case, Dragon Age should be going, oh, let's look at one of the most successful, you know, RPGs of this generation. Or what's that? Oh, yeah, The Witcher. Let's see what they did right. And maybe we can get success if we do that. They don't even need That's to look at that. Looking. They can just look at their own past games. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. They can look yeah, at they both, really, really. can. Well, yeah, but I mean, Witch was like an evolution, wasn't it, of the Dragon Age, for, you know, and the Mass Effect form. It like, made it even more sort of story-related and yeah. things like but, that. But The so. Witch is massive, isn't it? Yeah, and, so if they're going for the shorter style, no, I don't mean I don't mean they should go for the Witcher's openness. I just mean they should go for their story elements, the way that the way that they told the story through Geralt and things like that. Because um, you know the side missions are you know great and fantastic in The Witcher, some of the best in any game. Um, but talking about gate, you know how short and long games are. It's like you know Bioshock One is one of the greatest games of all time, and what you can beat that in six hours, perks five hours. Less of your speedrunning. Less yeah, of your speedrunning. I mean, it's one of the greatest games of all time. So, less is sometimes more with things like this. I know I'm not saying that Dragon Age should be a six-hour game, obviously. But what was Dragon Age Inquisition? Fifty to hundred-hour game. I mean, there's no reason why Dragon Age can't be a nice twenty to thirty-hour game. Well, honestly, though, I mean, you say you that. Know? You say what was it in terms of it? It's what you make of it with games yeah, like that. You can true. get through the story by only doing a couple of side quests here or there, leveling up. Mm, as very bloated, though, wasn't it? To. There was a lot it, of things yeah. you did have to do that way. You were kind of, in a way, forced to do some of these sort of like side quests. And so some, with, with Inquisition, especially, you had to level up and make sure you were the same level so you could do further things. You did kind of have to do a few side missions. 
which is always going to be the case yeah. in games like this. Yeah. If you only do story missions, it's probably going to take you a lot longer to to yeah. fight through them. So it always does encourage you to check out the rest of the game, which is fine by me. But when you talk about 50 to 100 hours, that's a massive blanket in terms of player base. I mean, some some would have gone way above that and yeah, and cool. beyond. Absolutely. I think so, I was below it, to be honest. I think I got to about 87 was mm. which I say about that's quite you did precise. Like pretty much everything though, but, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 87 hours I got from Inquisition, and I know I could have probably done it in less than that if I was really trying to be time efficient. But I could have also done it in a lot more. So mm. even if I cut those hours in half, if I get that out of Dragon Age Four, then that's still a massive game to me. We're not talking about a one and done single player Bioshock no. or, or yeah. something like that. It's it's still got a massive scope, even if it's going to be presented to us in a smaller fashion. Well, I must have done that game closer to 50 hours, I'm pretty sure, because yeah. I didn't do a lot of the side quests, and that still felt like a long game to me. Yeah, I think it could be shortened. I, I do. I, I I get what you're saying, person. You, I suppose you kind of are agreeing in a way that you know you could shorten it by half, but and it's still a long game. But I even think 25 to 30 hours, though, could be enough. You know, there's no reason why it has to be... Because a lot of the time... You know, the reason why games take so long is because you're walking to... Especially with the bloated side mission quests, because you're walking there, aren't you? Especially on Dragon Age, you're having to walk there. That takes two minutes. You, you got the, the horse. You have to walk. Yeah, fair enough. But if they make it a more tight experience, you can just pack... You can actually pack more in and just have less sort of, you know, times where you're not doing anything. I, I think I'd prefer that, to be honest. That's always a filler of your time in games like this, isn't it? I mean, you look at whether it's presented in a dragon age type universe or a gta or red dead there's always an element of yeah. traveling to occupy your time to hopefully get you to look at some environmental things and detract you from the the tasks at hand to, to flesh it out even further not that yeah. those games are small but it just extends them like i said before really above and beyond what what's already there for you i i think i might be in the minority with what i'm saying here because i think generally speaking rpg fans will will probably be worrying a little bit about this thinking they're going to lose out on on the hours that they normally get but i'm i've got faith if if this is what they're going for if this is what's actually delivered and it's done in the in a correct way i think they'll be just as satisfied in the long term yeah no i'd agree with that to be honest to be honest i think if they nail the story most people will be satisfied yeah yeah get the well story that has right to be the, the key focus yeah exactly exactly um, anyway, we'll leave that Dragon Age 4 talk there. We'll move on to topic number three, which is EA posts cryptic tease for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order ahead of announcement. EA has updated its Star Wars Twitter account with a new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order banner, as well as posting a cryptic tease for Respawn's Entertainment's upcoming game. The tweet features an animated image depicting what appears to be the severed hilt of a lightsaber laid on a stone surface surface with engravings and a caption, Don't Stand Out. This likely refers to the fact that Star Wars Fallen Order will appear, um, sorry, will take place during the aftermath of episode three in between episode three and four or the after order 66 yep. and apparently a first look at star wars jedi fallen order will be shown at star wars celebration on saturday at 1 30 p.m central time in the u.s so whatever that translates to our uk time i'm not really sure half seven maybe something like that yeah something like that. it's exactly right 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting. I mean, not much to go off, but I'm definitely excited for this game. So I can't wait to see the uh, the trailer. Yeah, no, me too. I'm, uh, I know a lot of people have been down on Star Wars and EA and Star Wars games and movies and everything associated with it. But I actually think this could potentially be a turning point in terms of the game side of it anyway. I mean, we've had Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, which I don't think any of us actually minded, to be fair. Like, there was a lot of controversy with 2, but the actual game itself's fine. I think it's quite fun. Um, obviously, you know, the controversy with the microtransactions kind of soured everyone to EA and Star Wars games, but this one's been made by Respawn, who have a really good track record, you know. Uh, of course, they made Titanfall 1, which... Me and Perks, I think we enjoyed that online. Some people weren't so keen, but uh, Titanfall 2 as well, I thought was a great game. I thought this single-player campaign was one of the best campaigns of this generation, actually. I thought it was really fun. Um, and the online was good as, again as well. Um, so they've got a good track record, and of course we all know what they've made recently. Massive success with Apex Legends, and which is again is a solid, really solid game. Mm-hmm. So I don't have much... Uh, I actually have quite a lot of faith in them. I don't have many doubts that this game will be good. Uh, I'm, I'd actually say that now if I'm wrong we'll come back to this and uh, <laughs> criticise me for it but I'm going to make a bold prediction that I think the game will be really good actually I, I'm, I've got quite a lot of faith in it um, I think it'll uh, be good Yeah, I, got faith I do as well. uh, I even have faith with what they're going for I like the name as well I think the name is really good actually Jedi Fallen Order it's quite a good name isn't it yeah. I think do you know, for a game the only thing that worries me Yep. is that you're a Padawan in between episode 3 and 4. And the only thing yep. I don't like is obviously we've seen the film universe, so we know what happens, and we're not really going to impact it that much, are we, No. in this game? Because no. we can't. No. So that's well, the only thing I don't like. I don't well, like things It's like similar that. to the Force Unleashed games. They were set between 3 and 4, weren't they? Yeah, and I, you know what? I didn't really like them. I liked the no, game were... to play, but the story the of having like, Starkiller and stuff, I was like, this is yeah, stupid. I think the story could have done a bit more work, but... I've got more faith in Respawn. You know, that Titanfall 2 story was really good. So I've got faith that they can deliver. I, I imagine it'll be a much better campaign than Battlefront 2's campaign, which I think's a really bad campaign, personally. Um, I quite boring just campaign. A bit yeah, it's just boring. There's nothing to it. It's, it's, a, it's kind of boring and nothing really happens. So, so I have a lot more faith they'll do a better job. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts on it, Perth, because I know you're a big, uh, you're a big yeah. Respawn fan, aren't you, so? Absolutely, like there's there's no point in me echoing what you've already said that they're they're on a hot streak right now. That's for sure. I I don't think this is going to go the same way as as a Battlefront Two campaign or anything like that. Let's face it, this is what we've wanted for the longest time. This is a single player only narrative, if you like. This is the adventure we've we've wanted since Knights of the Old Republic, right? So, top developer, top idea. There seems to be nothing that can go wrong here, unless I mean, there's always a but. I, I kind of want to flesh out a little bit more the thoughts on where Luke was going before. It's it's in the middle of a story that we already know the the start, the beginning, and end to. So, what are we really going to be doing within there that that inspires us? I think it's quite important that with this game, in my opinion, anyway, that everything we see is things that we just haven't seen or heard of before. These are all things that are going to have taken place completely beneath the surface. We're not going to know certain characters' stories, where they came from, where they end up, because we we won't have seen them in the film series. We, we don't know who they are. So 
it's conceivable that we'll see characters that we will assume will die, that will live, and vice versa. And everything within this game can literally just be made up, in, in all honesty. Can it, though? Because are they I not going to be can. canon? Because it's Disney... I, I don't. Yeah, I, I is... actually don't know the rule on it. Whether I, I don't know. If, I don't know if any of you used to actually know. Is is there something where Disney say you have to make something meaningful because it is going to be canon? No, I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, but the, what I'm saying is here is it doesn't need to be something that we've seen already before. No, no, that's so true. it it can absolutely be canon, but it can be made from the ground yeah. up because they yeah. can be stories yeah. that haven't been told. Yeah, things that we haven't seen in the films. That's why I don't like it, though, because we're still in the time frame where the overall story we know the end to. See, I'm okay so we with know it. Not, it's not going to impact it at all. But we really. don't properly know about the Jedi, do we? We do, Because we know in the canon there's still some Jedi remaining yeah. after the Order 66. And I think Clone Wars yeah. touches on it, That the yeah. current series that's going on. I mm. think it's Clone Wars. So what I'm the saying by that one. is, though, there's supposed to be some Jedi still. There kind of can be stories in between that, I think. Now, I get what I understand your point of view as well, where it's like, well, what, what's the point? Because nothing, none of it's going to matter. We know the Empire is still going to, like, you know, build a Death Star and things like that, fine. But I don't think that means that they can't have a good story. They can still do a good story. Oh, no, it definitely can be good. Yeah. It's not that. It's more of a nitpick of mine because that's just yeah, a that, personal yeah. preference. I just, I would have I loved it if it was set in an old Republic sort of era where I don't know anything that happens. And that True. they can introduce characters and they'd be like, wow, this is cool. This is a massive story. Oh, so this happened. Hmm. Whereas like yeah, this no, one is just not going to impact like the Empire and stuff like you mentioned. Mm. Generally speaking, like me and you agree on, on that. Like we're not big prequel fans, if you like. I know this is set in the middle, but still technically counts as a as a prequel in terms of the canon. Sure. But the fact that it's not just playing through things that we've already seen on screen, because that would be boring things that we already know from start to finish what happens. This can have good guys and bad guys that we haven't seen before that don't necessarily have to come to the ends or the means that we expect from them in this game. Like just because we we, we know we're not going to impact the Empire or the, the Jedi Order in particular in this game, the characters within it can still be amazing. The bad guys don't necessarily have to die and the good guys don't necessarily have to live or, or again, the opposite way around. They, they do have the freedom of that because th this is fresh. We haven't seen this before. And that that's where I'm a bit more optimistic than I normally would be about something that just falls in the middle of a story we already know. Yeah. I'm just always annoyed, like, if something falls in the middle of a story, it's like, this character is really powerful. And then you think back to the film, it's like, well, it's kind of ruined that story because where's this character? Because hmm. this character yeah. would have beat Vader or something like that, do you know? Mm. Force unleashed, but yeah, I don't exactly think we'll get that. that in this game. I mean, this this looks, and again, we have very little information about Fallen. Yeah, Order, this is all speculation at the moment, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I, the the concept that we we're led to believe from from the article and the teaser is that you're alone, Jedi. You're trying to stay undetected and fight back, basically. But you're in that period of time where being undetected and surviving, and there seems to be a lot of secrecy about the character that you're going to play. Mm -hmm. especially with the with the lightsaber hilt that like you said seems to be cut in half yeah it, it just it's says probably you're a not... one, doesn't it yeah exactly so you're you're not gonna have the the stupidity of star killer or something like that it should be a lot more personable which is something that i like yeah i mean they've got the comics to draw from as well because they they expanded more on um, vader going around during this time period taking out the remaining jedi so 
I guess well, they that can was use stories of, from that. That was kind of what the Force Unleashed was about, wasn't it? Vader sort of goes around, he goes to like Kashyyyk trying to seek yeah. out the Jedi, and then he finds Starkiller and he's like, oh, but... Baby Starkiller. Yeah, baby Starkiller, <laughs> but I think it seems, doesn't it, with the Padawan stuff, that it's going to be something where they just kind of missed one, one f- went under the radar, and one maybe escaped from maybe like, the Jedi kid. Temple. Yeah. Master Skywalker, there's too many of but them. He somehow, he somehow <laughs> got, got away. Yeah. No, that kid's but, a Force Ghost. Yeah, that, that he's he's, he's going to be in the game as a Force Ghost. <laughs> you can imagine sort of the opening scene, can't you? Like going, maybe going back to that, like mm. going back to the Jedi, you know, Temple getting burned down, and he maybe escapes and is injured and battles revenge, and the game starts from there, maybe. Or she. I can imagine that. Or she, yeah, could, yeah or she, could be whatever it is. Character. I mean, you might get to even. Who knows? It might even get to choose. You could possibly even get to choose. I don't know. I'd assume you get to choose. You tend to with most games like this. Mm. I don't know, though. With Respawn, they tend to do... Um, yeah, oh, I'm not sure. I was just going to say that. I think it's probably going to be decided for you. Mm. Oh, do you guys reckon? I didn't play Titanfall or anything like that. So. Well, I'm just... Because I, 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 I don't know about you, Piss. I think the game will play very similarly to Titanfall in certain ways. Not in all ways, but I think it'll feel like Apex and I think it'll feel like Titanfall with the gameplay anyway. I don't think there'd be much difference. I, th- I think, you know, the, why would they change it? That formula, the way they get their games feel great. Let's be honest. Time for I, Two is a great game, feeling I, game. And I, I think I know I, what you're getting at. I just don't think it's going to be so fast-paced. At least no, they'll in slow it down. majority. Yeah. Sure, they're going to have lightsaber jewels, which will yeah. flow and, and feel really fluid, which mm. I'm excited about. But generally speaking, if this game plays with the pace of a Titanfall, no, I, I think that, that would be off. I just mean the way it looks. Even the way it looks and things like that, the way it feels... The way your character moves, I don't think it'll be too much. To... Yeah, maybe slow down a little bit. I get that, but I think, like you said, with the lightsaber jewels, I think they will be frenetic. I think they'll be fast and frenetic, and mm. I think that works. Respawn do that well, the fast gameplay. So I'm actually, yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm the gameplay might even outshine everything else about the game, possibly. I do mm. actually think that. I think it could be a, really good in that department. Has there been a Star Wars game yet that's really nailed the lightsaber battle? I can't really think, think of really. one. I can't really remember. Um, what were the Force ones Unleashed? in Force Unleashed? Yeah, like, I can't I, really I remember. I seem to remember them being pretty decent. I think they were pretty good. But... I'm honestly not a fan. Like, I remember no. back. I think for the, the time, difficult the thing is with the lightsaber jewels, right? You you have this stuck between a rock and a hard place. If you make it so that you can do what they can do within the films, you end up with just manic button bashing and swinging mm. your lightsaber as fast as you can, and it, it's kind of detracts from what it should actually be and the flip side of that is you get a for honor situation where everything has to be timed and very precise and that's not a lightsaber jewel in any kind of other universe it's just it would be slow motion it would be horrendous so i I need to find a balance somehow yeah Yeah. i don't know how they will but short of quick time events I don't really see that being a massive positive in the game I think it will be good and I'm excited about it but I I guess I do have that pessimism at the same time yeah Mm. I'm definitely excited about it but yeah just sometimes with the lightsaber battles it just becomes button mashing really doesn't it just swing yeah but I suppose Mm. like you said we'll wait and see won't we it's not long now so do we know if it's going to be first or third person? We don't no know. Idea. I guess we'll find out on Saturday. I, I would assume yeah. first person, just based on what they've done before. Yeah, I but... would with it being Respawn. I'm just, I'm thinking with that universe, or third person would, would be quite cool too. Hmm. 
Yeah, be interesting to see what they do. Oh, I definitely I guess prefer a third person, personally. For a Star Wars game, it, I think third person would make more sense, but it would also be, it'd be interesting to see in first person as well. Like, it'd just be interesting to see the game. I'm just looking forward to seeing it, to be honest. Yeah, same. See what it's like. Looking forward to learning some more about it as well. Um, yep. Anyway, we move on to the last topic of the day, and it's that uh, a millionaire wants to hold a 100-person Battle Royale event on Private Island. Inspired by the success of games like PUBG, Fortnite, and Apex Legends, a very rich person is looking to buy an island and bring 100 people to it for a real-life game of Battle Royale. Contestants will compete with airsoft guns and uh, and shots will be detected by touch-sensitive armour. Under the current plan, competition will take place 12 hours per day over three days until one person remains. And the uh, the last person standing will take home £100,000. Well, mm. are we going to sign up? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a weird one, though, isn't it? It's a... It is weird. I can understand why someone had, I, I can understand why someone's thought this and thought, oh, this would be a great idea. In reality, is it going to work? I don't know. A lot of the time, you hear about these ideas and they never seem to go through, do they? There always no. seems to be some snag where, you know, it'll be some sort of environmental policy or it'll be some political policy where it's like, oh, sorry, you actually can't do it. I, I can just imagine that happening, to be honest. Well, if they I get a that's... private island, this is where it, you know this is where it gets a bit blurry. I mean, what laws are on this private that's island? That's true. No, if, if it's an actual private island, I suppose, and they own it, they make or they're laws, don't it, they? Then I suppose they can do it. I think really? I don't really know. I, d- I, I think personally, I think it'd be more. I don't know. It depends where the island is for a start, doesn't it? It depends. Is it like a Caribbean island? Is it mm. somewhere in like Does it off fall the coast under someone's of... jurisdiction? Or yeah, like and that? also there's a lot. I think I think the problem with they would have is environmental, because of the nature of it and things like that, and it being on and on. I think environmental would probably be the biggest obstacle they'd have with getting it done. I suppose I don't know yeah. more. Well, we me me and Perg spoke uh, spoke off the podcast about this off air or yeah. whatever, and uh, we were just talking. It reminds me of the condemned film with Steve Austin. I think I mentioned that to you, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. That was a good film as well. If you want some just cheesy action film it's good to watch but me and perks also to discuss like how this could easily just turn into some horror horror film yeah it could. they think they think they're getting dropped in with airsoft guns or whatever but really i it's just uh you know uh, i don't know how to describe it a mass killing well if when it's it in a tropical on. island as well like there'd have to be a lot of health and safety implicate i mean there could be like poisonous snakes or anything couldn't there you know there could be anything oh like, man that's what i'm hoping for <laughs> like, like, come on like, if they're oh, yeah, gonna do this like would go this be live streamed surely it'd be on some sort of stream can you can imagine if it, it? Was, it was done like a, a swamp and there's like crocodiles trying to like, eat people yeah <laughs> like, well, why wouldn't you want that I, that's I, exactly I, what this needs this to be is, and... it sounds ridiculous it sounds like to me that that just would never happen in a minute like there just would be too many there'd be too many factors where it'd be like you can't do this or this can't happen to me I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the fact that it's a private island, they, I don't know. I don't know what the laws are. So, because even though they're on a private island, I guess it comes under some sort of jurisdiction. The crocodile's Con- jurisdiction. Well, <laughs> yeah, and if you cross it, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. So, do you reckon no we, like, do you reckon we should sign Matty up without him knowing? <laughs> yeah, sign I'm him sure up. he'd love it. He He's would. just there running towards a loot box on the beach, and a crocodile runs out and gets him. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's what it needs to be. Um, 
they they could do so many things with this though. They they could have all kinds of crap like oh, that. Yeah. They can have landmines waiting for people. Well, yeah, landmines. Like, yeah. Well, like tropic could, thunder. This. I, I think they might get in a little bit of trouble if they start putting actual landmines. Well, not if they uh, not if it's a private island they own and they they control the laws. No. Uh, like I said, though, how, I, I, how would that even work? Like, I don't even think that's a thing. It works like the condemned. Yeah, they strap I, everyone up with their Twitch feeds <laughs> and stuff. You can watch it on. on they're going to be ex-convicts. Uh, yeah, yeah, Twitch or Mixer. You see this all the time. Don't you? Do you remember, Pooch, you'll remember Dead Rising Two, was it? Where they like they they'd live stream like the zombie apocalypse and stuff. Now people yeah. getting it. It's like it reminds me of that. It's like it just doesn't happen in real life. These things never get off. Take, take off now maybe this one will but we've seen this before where people want to organize sort of like killing games and it never it never happens and i know this is like more of a sort of paintball-esque type thing isn't it with like airsoft guns or whatever disappointingly yeah but (laughs) i don't know maybe it will happen i don't know maybe it will i just i'm skeptical depends which millionaires behind it obviously they're anonymous and unnamed so no one really knows i I don't know about you three i am skeptical though Oh, yeah, I'm I, extremely I, I, skeptical. I don't know if it'll ever take off. I don't know. It, look, it's but... a fanciful idea. Yeah, it will it's... probably never happen. No. So There's so many hurdles they have sure. to go over to get it to happen. But just... you can't tell me you wouldn't be interested. You wouldn't be sat there with your popcorn, watching your Twitch stream with a hundred guys and girls being dropped onto a random island with crocodiles, landmines, <laughs> loot boxes, and shit like that. <laughs> this You're is going, going down. The killing. That that's the appeal with stuff well, you'd like this. sit there with your popcorn watching people get blown See, up. Yeah, but the thing yeah. is, it'd be one of them things. I reckon when you first start watching, you go, "Oh, this is a really cool idea," and then you think, and then someone gets blown up by a and you think, "Oh, actually, this is real. This isn't <laughs> like a film." Yeah, we're, we're just been... watching people getting murdered. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'd start feeling a little bit. Weird Guys, there chopping up a point. tree with his axe and turn around and just behead someone. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's, yeah, it's a strange story and. I don't know. These ideas always seem to pop up now and again, don't they? Off of pop culture things, it's really weird. I mean, if the they're determined and they culture. and they have enough enough money, they could make it happen. I'm sure yeah. they'd have enough participants. I don't oh, think that participation would, would be a problem. Up. People would do it. Please. I think people would do. Like, let's be honest. People would do it if it was real. There would definitely be a, more than a hundred people that would do it if you, if there was a chance of actually dying, as well. Right. You yeah. can sign me up. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll sign you up. You want to give me an airsoft gun and a bunch of crap, then I'm not interested. But give me all those dangers and and the reality. I'm you can't even run, so you're you're a sitting duck. <laughs> it's it's all good. I can be trick stealth, people. Man. I control them. I can pretend to be dead on the floor. They come and try and loot me, and I chop their legs off. Like I've got this. You could be sniperks. You'd be fine. Yeah, you would hiding in your trees. Well, you did mention though, perks in your fair like. Imagine the people who take paintballing very seriously. Oh yeah, they would be up for this. Of course they would, especially because what's with the hundred thousand well. pound cash prize? Yeah. You win. Yeah, I'm sure at some point in your life you've probably seen the airsoft pros on YouTube. They are insane. They they have kill streaks that are just through the roof. So then people it, not eventually just get recruited to like that. spec ops and stuff like that because they're that good. Like you'd imagine eventually they'd Maybe. probably just get recruited to like the army at a high level, wouldn't you? A lot of them, and I guess this doesn't apply to them all, but I was going to say a lot of the guys that I've seen in the past are actually ex-military special forces, whatever. So it's it's just kind of staying in the loop, I guess, doing what they they're good at. So Mm. give them the opportunity to do it and actually kill people again. I'm sure they'd love to. 
Yeah, the idea it just reminds me of like the Hunger Games. It's like the Hunger Games idea, isn't it? Like <laughs> with this sort of private island. I know that it wasn't on a private island, but it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Where it's just like, oh, these random people get dropped, and then yeah, it's kind of. I've weird. never seen Hunger Games. Well, Hunger yeah. Games is basically that idea, isn't it? Of um, something you know, to do with districts, isn't it? You something have to survive. Just it, it's the condemned, but less. Not as good. Yeah, a, a bit more family orientated. Well, a little bit. I mean, it's still quite violent. Not... I said a bit. Like, it, yeah. it, it's not. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's not an 18. It's a 15 but... rather than 18. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which one's better, so... Condemned or uh, Hunger Games? Condemned. I think you. Well, I, I don't know. I think most people, <laughs> most normal. I knew people you were going to say, say. I think most like normal people would probably say Hunger Games. I think, but. Yeah, you're probably in the minority. You know, I, I don't know. You can I don't even but, care. But... You know. I've never seen like, Condemn, but I've seen that its reviews are kind of watch, aren't they? You need to watch Condemn. Condemn reviews aren't yeah. bad. Are they pretty decent? Okay, yeah, fair enough. Okay. It's, it's not good a story as the, no. the Hunger Games and crap like that, but in terms More action of packed. just, yeah, sit-down entertainment yeah. all day long. It, it got a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, <laughs> 15% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 23% well. on Metacritic, so... Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a great film. So Vinnie Jones, me, you, You're telling me it's better than Dread 3D, which means well, that, is that better, has man. to be some Yeah, but, anything, but Dread 3D is, is the worst better. film ever, ever yeah, in history. Yeah, Dread 3D so is dog We've already shit. discussed this. Dread 3D is the worst film that's I have ever, ever watched at the cinema. And to be honest, Luke, I, I, we should have made a stand and walked out. I know. I don't know why we didn't. We should The other two clowns enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. it too much. That scene where the girl, the, the woman from uh, whatever her name is, Lena Headley, is it from uh, Game of Thrones, like falls in slow motion or whatever she does. <laughs> Isn't she taking a bath at one motion. point in slow yeah, motion? It's, as like, well. it's, it's like, what is this crap? And she's a good actress. I can't believe she'd uh, be so like desperate. That the guy who played uh, Dread's a good actor as well. Ugh. He's in Lord yeah, of the Rings. I don't remember his name. That was Kurt, such a bad Is it film. Kurt something? Ah, can't yeah, remember. but terrible film. Terrible film. Should be good forgotten. Cast, good film. Just like The Condemned. <laughs> Condemned's good. Dread 3D's not. Anyway, no. we, we'll leave it there. That's our thoughts on the topics we covered today and The Condemned film. Um, but before we go, remember to subscribe for more gaming content each week. Give our video a like and comment below with your opinions on the topics that we've covered. And that will all help the channel to grow. Anyway, you can follow Checkpoint Reach Podcast on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CheckReachPod. And you can also follow us guys on social media. Where can people find you, Sud? You can find me on Twitter at David Tenspud. Lovely stuff. How are you, Perks? I'm at JG Perks. Nice. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Leld, L-E-L-3Ds, add a nine on the end for Instagram. All our social medias, including Checkpoint Reach Podcast. Uh, the links will be in the description below. Anyway, thanks for joining me as ever, guys. Have a good week, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Bye. Bye. Sounds good. Bye.